we go. So welcome to Rich in Relationship. And today we're gonna to talk about what is a toxic relationship? This is a super important topic, you know, cause there are like, for sure, there are times in every relationship when things are bad. And for sure, there are even bad relationships. But how do you know when you're married to a toxic spouse, when you're in a toxic relationship? So let's, which this is a kickoff for a series on toxic relationships and how to get out of them and how to protect your children if you're in a toxic relationship. Because if it's toxic for you, guess what? It's toxic for them. And this is the kickoff piece where we define toxicity. And we're going to define it in terms of how you feel it, what your experience is, what's going on with the other person. And tomorrow we're going to do a Facebook Live on the kinds of toxic personalities you may encounter. So look out for that. And in case you don't know, I'm Rich Heller. I'm with Rich in Relationship, and I am an expert on how couples can end the fight and make it work, how couples can transition from where they are to where they wanna be, even if it's good, how they can make it better. That's just, this is kind of my focus. All right, so what is a toxic relationship? Dr. Lillian Glass, who is a California-based psychology expert, says she coined this term in her book, Toxic People in 1995, excellent book. She defined a toxic relationship as any relationship between people who don't support each other, where there's conflict and one seeks to undermine the other, where there's competition, where there's disrespect and a lack of cohesiveness. So in her definition, both people could be toxic. And by the way, this is a possibility. You may think that the other person is toxic, but it's fully possible that you yourself are engaging in a way that's toxic as well. So the key for Lillian is that there's a lack of support, there's conflict, and there is an active seeking to undermine the other. And there's disrespect and lack of cohesiveness. Now that could be a lot of relationships I see walk in the door. And the truth is that when people are in a place where their communication is not effective, where it's not caring and constructive, it's easy to slip into that place. So how do we know that the person on the other side is actually toxic and not just going through a bad spell? Well, a toxic relationship is consistently and unpleasant and draining for the people in it. That means it's ongoing. It's not just a bad spell. It's to the point that the negative moments outweigh and outnumber the positive ones. Like basically you just feel so oppressed. And the thing is that people often don't know that they're in a toxic relationship, especially if they grew up in a very oppressive environment. I've had clients who came to me and said, you know, my husband's yelling at me and I'm used to that because that's how I grew up, but I'm worried for our child and I'm not sure what to do. Sound a little off to you or it might even sound normal to you. But the fact it is that if you grow up in a toxic environment, 
you're going to be used to being around toxic people. And it isn't until you have a child that maybe the red flag is going to come up. Other possibilities in toxic relationships is are that they are mentally and emotionally damaging, probably abusive, and possibly even physically damaging to one or both of the participants. You know, and a lot of times when we talk about this aspect of toxic relationships, physically damaging, we tend to think of a man on woman physical abuse. And I want you to know that I have worked with men who were being physically abused by their women and, and felt that they could not reciprocate because it was so firmly ingrained in them that the man does not hit the woman. And they felt like they couldn't walk away. There was something about the relationship that had them in place. So physical abuse can happen woman to man, man to woman. It's, we need to let go of the old school idea that it's always about man to woman. But let's get down to the nitty gritty. People who consistently undermine or cause harm to their partner, whether intentionally or not, often have a reason for their behavior. Even if it's, excuse me, even if it's subconscious. So what that means is they might have grown up in an environment where this behavior was normal. They might have grown up with a parent that behaved this way, that modeled this behavior and they took it on and it's sort of imprinted on them subconsciously, or they may have rationalizations for why they are being the way they're being. So let's go back to the example of the woman I told you about who came up to me and said to me, hey, Rich, my husband yells at me a lot and I'm worried for my child. For me, that's normal. You know, it wasn't until he actually threw something at her that she realized that her child was at risk. She started to worry about her child's well-being. That the yelling and screaming didn't matter her to her that much. It was like an aha moment for her. And she came to me and I said, I explained to her, hey, this is not normal behavior. You don't have to live with this. It may have been normal for you as a child, but you don't need to make this normal for your child. Imagine what your relationship could be like if you had a relationship with someone who was caring for you, someone who didn't yell and scream at you all the time, someone who you weren't afraid of. Imagine what it would be like to be in a relationship and not be afraid of the person that you're in the relationship with, to love them. And imagine what it would be like to feel safe and to feel loved. And this was like a big aha moment for her. I mean, I know for some of you, it sounds like, well, duh. But for some people, this is an aha moment. You mean life can really be like that? That isn't just a movie or a fairy tale. And she took the space for herself. She moved out. She got her own place. She landed her old job back. She was making six figures in finance. Um, and but she still felt like something was missing. She didn't know how to help her child to be safe with this man. And so part of her transformation was first understanding really what his problem was. And the next part, well, his problem, his wiring, who he was as a person. First, she created the safe space for herself. Then she created it for herself emotionally by refusing to interact with him when he was in an abusive state. So anytime he would start going off, she would just stop him and she would start a new conversation when she felt it was appropriate. 
um, and meaning appropriate, meaning that he might be more receptive. And then the problem was, how does she how is she going to teach her son to deal with this guy, not to, to not become like him, to not have this be normal for him? You know, and she made that journey, that transformation really effectively over time by creating a profile, by teaching her child what were the things that were toxic to look out for without pointing the finger at, at the child's dad. She's just saying, you know, some people will behave like this to you. This is how you handle it. Other people will behave like that to you. This is how you handle it. And she not only equipped him for dealing with her husband or now her ex-husband, but also for dealing with other people like him. All right, so we've talked a little bit about the undercurrents of toxicity. And we've mentioned that the most serious warnings are gonna be violence or physical abuse. But there might be emotional abuse that you're not thinking about. Emotional abuse is anytime someone says something to you that brings up fear in you, and that anytime someone's actually threatening to you and it brings up fear in you, and if that's happening with frequency, you're being emotionally abused. The other person is toxic. So some of the signs of toxicity, if you're having trouble identifying the toxicity of the other person, some of the signs that you're in a toxic relationship are gonna be persistent unhappiness. So if you're in a relationship and it stops bringing joy and you're persistently unhappy, that's a sign that something's not right, that you're being poisoned in some way. If instead of consistently making you feel good, it makes you feel sad and angry or anxious, then something's wrong. You know, if you feel resigned or like you sold out, there's a good chance that there's something toxic happening in the relationship. You may even be walking around and you may go to a party and see happy couples and wonder, like, why isn't that us? You know, this is a sign that something's not right in your relationship. You should also look out for negative shifts in your mental health, in your personality, in your self-esteem. I mean, if you were feeling really good about yourself before the relationship and now you feel bad, the chances are that something's going on in that relationship that's lowering your self-esteem, making you feel less than, that you, they're diminishing you in some way and you're, a lot, you're taking it in and receiving it. You know, in that story I told you about the client, the first thing she needed to do was make a safe space for herself. The second thing she needed to do was make sure she didn't interact with her husband when he was in that toxic space. That's because she, was, she made a decision. She wasn't gonna receive the comments and the state of mind that was making her feel less than and diminished. So if you're experiencing a feeling of not enough, not good enough, less than, uh, having trouble making decisions they know better, then the chances are that something really toxic is going on in the relationship. Other signs that you should look out for, you should look out for changes in your other relationships and the way you spend free your free time. If like, if you feel bad doing things on your own time, because you feel like you have to attend your partner, something's not right. Like if you feel guilty doing something else, you feel like you need to be there for your partner all the time, something's not right. Basically, you cross the line when you're not your own individual self anymore and you're giving everything to your partner. Now that's not the same as both of you compromising for each other. You know, it might be that you wanna go out to dinner and they feel like you should be home, but they say, all right, you go ahead. And then maybe they wanna 
go early to play golf but on Sunday, but you wanted to go to church with you, but you say, okay, that's a give and take. But when you never feel like you can do anything for yourself because you need to be there for them or they might disapprove or they, on like on some level, you're afraid of what the reaction is going to be. Something's not right. This is a sign that something's not working. Something's toxic in this relationship. Other things you should look for are what are your family or friends saying to you about the relationship? Very often, our family and friends will see things that are going on that we don't. And it's because usually when we're in a toxic relationship, we're the last to realize it. We, toxic relationships are kind of like a slippery slope. You know, you start out all glowy and in love, and then you find yourself in this place of low self-esteem and self-loathing, and you don't really know how you got there. In fact, you're not even thinking about it. You just kind of slip down into it. But your friends and your family will see it. And if they're talking to you about it, take them seriously. Don't think, oh, they just don't like Hubert or they just don't like Annabelle or whatever the name of your, of your partner is. You know, take them seriously. And if they're saying these things to you, you might want to talk to a third party, a coach, a therapist and get some validation about it. You know, I mean, it is fully possible your family just doesn't like the person, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to them. You need to find out if that's the situation. Now, there's some things that you need to know. If you feel like you're actually in physical danger or if you are actually being physically abused, the first thing you need to do is involve the authorities. Because if you're being physically abused or you're seriously concerned that you're gonna be physically abused, the chances are you're not gonna be able to defend yourself. And you don't wanna to go to your neighbor and you don't wanna to go to the people across the street. You wanna bring in the police. There is a phone number for uh, the National Domestic Violence Hotline that's available 24 seven and they can give you guidance. If you're not comfortable calling the police, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Here's the number, it's 800-799-7233. They are available 24 seven and they'll talk you through this. They can help you decide whether something is normal or far from it and what the next steps are. And it's really important that you take the time to talk to other people. One of the signs of being in a toxic relationship is that it feels natural and normal, even though your self-esteem is low, you're feeling miserable and you're fearful, right? So it's important to take your feelings and take what's going on and talk to another person to it. Just like my client in the story I told you about came to me and said, hey, this is what's going on. I'm worried for my kid, but it feels pretty normal to me. Like if it weren't for the child, she would probably still be in that relationship. But she talked to someone about it and she got another point of view, and she took action on it. All right, so if the harm is emotional or mental, you're gonna to have to decide whether it's possible to work it out with the person. You might want to go to couples counseling or uh, marital mediation, something we do over here frequently that helps people to work out communication problems and to identify roadblocks and to open up trust again and empathy. You want to look for ways that you can get outside objective help, basically. And if your partner is unwilling to do that, by the way, if they absolutely refuse, that is a pretty good sign that something is really wrong. I have a client I'm working with currently who is in the process of getting divorced from his toxic wife. And 
it turns out that uh, there was a lot of lying and um, infidelity and two, you know there was sort of two stories going on and he was really being led on and abused and feeling badly for himself and he really did everything he could to work it out but she refused to go for help with him and eventually uh, he realized that this just wasn't going to work and stepped out and is now moving towards leaving her but always with the hope that she'll be willing to return to therapy. It's, it's interesting, he really cares about her. So it doesn't have to be an angry stepping out, but it definitely has to be a caring about yourself stepping out if you're going to step out. <clears throat> you need to decide whether you can live with what's going on over there. And it's fully possible that you may not. You know, it may be that you can grow out of it. Like a person can be toxic, and speak to us abusively and we can completely dismiss it and not receive it. And when our egos are strong enough and people say things like that, it just rolls off our shoulders. It may be that you can develop the ego strength to do that, but is that truly a healthy and happy relationship? And what is your motivation for staying in it? And you need to be clear on that if you're going to make that kind of choice. Okay, so we've covered what is a toxic relationship? Just to review it again, basically it's any relationship where the people or one or both people don't feel supported, where there's constant conflict and, and undermining, there might be a competition and there's certainly disrespect and a lack of cohesiveness. And the signs that we talked about are that you are feeling less than diminished you're afraid to do things for yourself. You're afraid how the other person is going to react. You're afraid for your own well-being. It might be like my client, first client that I told you, told you about, that you're only willing to act for the well-being of your children. Your self-esteem is so low. And that's okay as long as you're willing to act. And the important thing to do is to validate with outside people, your friends, your family, with professionals, coaches, therapists, uh, I like to say a priest or a rabbi, though I'm not sure if they're going to have the same clarity or training, validate that what you're experiencing is far from normal and possibly irreparable and definitely unhealthy. And once you have that, the steps that we teach people to take here at Rich in Relationship are first, create a safe space for yourself physically and emotionally. That has to do with not receiving the toxicity. Your safety means I have a boundary that I'm going to maintain so that I don't receive the toxicity however it's showing up. Second, we're gonna get back in touch with what's really important to us, our values, our principles, the things that guide us, our sense of personal integrity so that we're no longer compromising ourselves for other people or for the sake of the relationship, compromising our values. It's one thing to compromise situationally. It's another when we compromise our core values. If we compromise our core values, we become broken and incomplete. We're, no, we're gonna get back in touch with that and stop compromising on those. We're gonna create a profile of the other person so that we know how to deal with them in a way that doesn't compromise our core values and can show up as much as possible as a win-win for both of us. And if it's not gonna be a win-win, we are not going to play. If we can't win, we're not going to play. If they can't win, we know that's just going to draw more toxicity. So they need to feel like they're winning. And if we have children, we're going to educate our children as to how to deal with that particular brand of toxicity without finger pointing. And last of all, and I sort of said this on the front end, you need help and support all through this process. 
If you want to know more about this, reach out to me at rich at richinrelationship.com, R-I-C-H at R-I-C-H-I-N-R-E-L-A-T-I-O-N-S-H-I-P.com. It's always in the meeting notes if there's meeting notes for this. Uh, if this is showing up on your social media feed, comment, please share this with other people. If this sounds like someone you know, share it with them. If this is something you're experiencing, reach out to me immediately. I will give you a free um, strategy call so that you can figure out what the next steps are for you that are natural and normal for you, whatever they may be. Don't be afraid to talk to other people. Thank you so much and have a wonderful weekend. And tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the different types of toxic people out there. Uh, what time will I do that? I will do that at noon tomorrow, uh, tomorrow being Saturday, the 9th. Don't miss it.